Hello and welcome back to another episode of A Cozy Christmas Podcast. My name is Art and I'm your host. And today we are going back to the theater. I have very special guests on the podcast today. The Birmingham Children's Theater is putting on a new play this year on Zoom called Elves 2.0. Last year, you recall, we saw Elves, the uh, interactive online play, and it was a delight. Uh, This year, they're back with Elves 2.0, and uh, the poor elves at the North Pole are going to try again to give us a virtual tour of what is happening up north. But as is usual, things go not entirely as planned. Delightful, charming play that I think your kids of all ages will enjoy watching and participating in. But first, I'm going to talk with the playwright, uh, Sina Skates. She's back on the podcast uh, the third time, and she's brought with her a couple of friends who will be playing the elves in the show. So we got a lot going on in the episode today. Let's get to the interview. Well, today I've got a full house of visitors with me. Last year, you recall the Birmingham Children's Theater put on a virtual play called Elves, the Interactive Experience. It was a wonderful Zoom-based play of a couple of elves, the red elf, the green elf, and some of the shenanigans they got up to at the North Pole. As you recall, I really enjoyed that. Well, I've got good news for you. They are back this year with Elves 2.0. I've got here with us today several guests uh, from the show uh, this year. First of all, you know her. She's been on the podcast a couple of times, Tina Skates. Uh, She's the playwright and the the genius behind this production. So, Tina, welcome. (laughs) Hi, Art. Great to be here. Thanks for having all of us. You're welcome. I think uh, this is your third time on the show now. So I think that might be a new record for uh, guests. So congratulations. <laughs> wow. I'm so excited. That's great. <laughs> uh, then uh, we have a couple of actors with us. Uh, Dave Morrison, he plays Stevie, the green elf. And how are you, Davey? Doing well. Excited to be here. Yeah, it's great to see you. And then uh, Lashandra, she plays Morgan, the red elf. And welcome, Lashandra. Hi, thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, all three of you are just brimming with Christmas spirit. This is this is great. I can tell. So the day we're recording this tonight, I'll be watching the play. So I, I can't wait to see it. Uh, so, uh, Sina, let's start with you. How did you go from Elves to Elves 2.0? Uh, what's the story there? Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> in five um, minutes or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it can yeah. be pretty quick. So um, the Birmingham Children's Theater approached me in August about possibly doing the elves show again. And we were talking about changing parts of the show to make it a little bit different or a little bit fresh. And so that's sort of when I just started thinking about, well, what would elves look like if we wanted to adjust some of it, make it a little bit funnier, make it a little bit more active. And and as I got into it, I realized that really what was coming forward was a whole new show called Elves 2.0. 
And uh, so there are some structural differences with the show. It's way more interactive with the children. There's way more for the kids to do. The um, sort of the big catastrophe happens like five pages sooner in the script. So all of these things that I wanted to change with the first script, we were able to uh, do it in this new script and kind of make it, you know, funnier, more active, more entertaining, and then kind of relate back to the previous show just a little bit for the folks who saw the show last year, but then also make it new and different and get to meet new elf characters from the North Pole. We still have the green elf and the red elf, but instead of Jojo and Francis, we have Stevie and Morgan. So we get, you know, slightly different, you know, specialties, slightly different characters, uh, different problems. Um, yeah, so so as I was trying to rewrite the old script, I really I really didn't want to. It was just like a whole new story that had to come out. So that's how it happened. All right. Well, I like I said, I loved I loved it. And just trying to be creative over Zoom last year must have been a challenge. But it really came across as just a, a really fun experience. I want to uh, talk to the actors a little bit. Uh, Lashandra, you play Morgan the Red Elf, and and I you can tell you're just bursting with with joy there. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your and the elf uh, that you play? Uh, what is she like? Yeah, um, this is my first time with Birmingham Children's Theater. It's also my first time with a Zoom show. But one thing that Morgan and I have in common is that we love Christmas. So I'm super excited to be able to play an elf this year. Um, Morgan is such a fun character to play. Um, she takes Christmas so serious, the rules of Christmas. We really are law-abiding citizens when it comes to the North Pole. So uh, it's it's been a lot trying to follow the rules when things that have not happened before are happening now. What rules do we abide by? Um, so it's been a really fun um, getting to explore this character. Yeah, that's great. And uh, Davey, how about, how about you? That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, kind of a similar boat where I, uh, this is my first show with Birmingham Children's Theater. You know, I, I'm from across the country. Um, this is my first time doing a show on Zoom as well. And it's been a fun, uh, a fun opportunity and a fun, you know, learning curve, figuring out how to, uh, and this is a really fun script that finds ways to, uh, you know, play with the format of, of a Zoom show and, and find things that you can you know, do with that kind of a, a play uh, that, or, you know, are just completely different from what you would do with uh, a live show um, or an in-person live show, because this is a very live show, um, mm. which is what makes it so fun. And yeah, Stevie is, um, is, is kind of a, a high strung, high energy uh, guy, which uh, I, I always like to, to play. Mm. And so, uh, it's really fun. Morgan and I um, are in the show's double cast, so there are two, you know, actors playing each role. Uh, right. Morgan and I are in the same cast, so we are uh, have been rehearsing together and um, are, you know, doing a lot of the performances together. And it's really fun, you know, 
bouncing the energy back and forth. Um, uh, it's just been a really fun show. I'm really excited to get kids in there and uh, and see, you know, how that just changes the whole dynamic yeah. of everything. Uh, it's very exciting. Now, are, are you two in the show tonight or is that the other set? Uh, I think both casts have previews tonight, right? Oh, okay. So, um, I think one is a preview and one is a rehearsal. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. And we're so, the preview tonight. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I should be watching your performance tonight then, um, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> what what challenges have there been that, that you've had to overcome? I don't know. Shonda, you just perked up. So let's start with you. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I've never done film work or been limited to a box at all in this way. So um, I think in this process, I've learned more about myself as an actor. I associate a lot of lines with my blocking. Um, so for me not to have like a lot of physical blocking, cross stage left, cross stage right, it, I had to find different ways to associate. This is when I say this line, this is when I, and actively listening is one thing, but I, I also am very much a physical actor where when I get it in my body, this is what I do. This is where I go. This is so it's been a challenge, uh, like really associating the lines with action and, and really just having this one box and really actively listening. It's pushed me a lot further to just listen to the line before mine. Just listen to what Stevie is saying and then uh, truthfully respond. So it's definitely been a challenge, um, but I think it's been a great challenge to stretch me as an actor. Um, I think that's where the most growth happens is when I'm in a space of, of discomfort. Um, I feel like I've grown a lot with this show. Um, so it was a challenge, but it was a great one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Sina. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of the same thing as a playwright and as a writer, when you're working on a stage with like sets and all of that, and you have this concept of, okay, it's going to take place in this world. And now the concept is, okay, the world is like Lashandra said, the world is this box. And what can we do in this box? And where can I send the elves? Where can I send the children? How can I do this? And one of the things in the play is, you know, the children are being sent to places in their homes. But at the same time, you know, not everybody has a back deck, let's say. Mm -hmm. Some people might be doing this from an apartment or a condo. And, you know, so there are limitations to like, Everyone will have a bathroom in their home. Everyone will have some place of a kitchen where they eat meals. Everyone will have a pillow where they lay their head. So all of these things, these places where the children are going to discover or find these things that the elves have placed in their homes magically, you know, lots of magic. <laughs> but it's like all of that is a totally different problem to solve as a writer creating a story and then also wanting things to happen because what's what's really important in a story is that stuff happens and you get excited and there's rising action all of that but the action is really where you know the actors are standing or sitting there in a box the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, and and what can we do and how can we have the magic kind of help 
to push things along. So, I mean, this was a lot easier the second time around than writing the first show. And I think it definitely got like a lot funnier and a lot better. I mean, the last year's show was great, but mm -hmm. this year's show, I'm, I'm really, really, just really happy with it. Really yeah. happy. Oh, uh, and, and that's one thing I appreciated was how active you kept the kids. Uh, I know like last year, everyone was on Zoom for school to work to all this. And that was, I know a lot of parents concern is that our kids are just sitting there in front of the screen all day and then they just keep sitting, but keeping, getting them moving and making it interactive like that. Um, by the end of the last year, Grace was like, can you just go get it for me? I'm tired. <laughs> like, no, you go, come on, you get, go get it. <laughs> uh, Davey, how about, how about you? Any uh, challenges that you've gone through? Yeah. I mean, uh, there've been a lot of just like sort of small logistical things like, you know, making sure that everyone has, you know, space for our backdrops, making sure that all the props are getting in the mail to everyone on time. Lachandra's, you know, been having <laughs> multiple boxes showing up late and uh, and things like that, you know, making sure internet connections are, are working right. Um, all kinds of just sort of uh, little things where, uh, where it's interesting, where, you know, it is, we are just performing for this, this little box. Um, and it feels like sort of, you know, shrinking the experience of doing a play into this small space in so many ways. Um, but we're also, you know, expanding it in all these other ways where we, you know, we have actors and a director, um, you know, in, in three different time zones and, um, and, uh, and so just kind of all these, uh, all these logistics that are, that are very different from the logistics of, uh, doing a show when we're all, you know, gathering in, in the same space. Um, and that's been, you know, kind of fun to, to, you know, roll with those punches, I guess, and just get to, uh, used to a whole different process of, of putting a show together. Um, and yeah, and it's fun as an actor. I, I, I do, um, a lot of film stuff, um, kind of more film stuff than than live theater stuff these days. And so this is kind of uh, uh, sort of, you know, the opposite of Lachandra, I guess, in that it, it's kind of a fun ex experience to fold in those two things, you know, to, to mm. play with the, the camera space and, um, and, to, and also to play with, you know, the, the liveness and the immediacy of, of a live and interactive show. Um, and, you know, there's some level of improvisation with the kids as they're, you know, coming back in and, and things like that. Um, uh, and yeah, so I don't know, just just bringing all those things together is it's really exciting. It's really fun. It's really, you know, different from anything that I think any of us have have ever done because it's, uh, you know, it's it's very new. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's kind of a fun, exciting experiment. Yeah. Tina, do you, is there room for a little bit of improv in there? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, I always say, well, the first script, the instructions that were given to me from the theater when they said, hey, we want to do this show, we want it 95% scripted. 
And I was kind of shocked. At first I thought, well, wouldn't there be a lot of improvisation and all that? And they said, no, they really want it 95% scripted. And I think that that's, it actually is what makes the show really funny because there are all these jokes that are scripted. And, and even, let's say, so every time a child will go and get something like, okay, go to your front door. You're going to have a box. It's right there. You know, they go to the front door, they get the box. Well, what was in the box? And then there's that moment of interaction between the actors and the children where it's like, okay, Sally, what did you get? in your box, you know, or uh, Joanna or whoever it is, you know, they can use the children's names. And so that part is improvised. And um, in the script, the way that works is basically, I write kind of like a pretend what that might look like as an idea. But, you know, you know, there, there's anything can happen. Hypothetically, a child could go and say, well, I didn't find it. You know, there could be things that happen with live theater. You know, we tell yeah. the parents ahead of time, you have to hide those things. There's a pre-show where the stage manager will come on and say, okay, parents, did you do it? Because if they didn't hide the things around the house, you know, the children are, are going to be, uh, you know, at a loss yeah. as to how to participate with the show. So, you know, we try to, Come and I, this is really on the production team, you know, the, the stage manager, the director, the producer, you know, they're the ones who are putting together all of that, right? Based on what's written in the script, you know, they give the directions to the parents and, and all of that. So, um, but that is really important. But, you know, it's up to the actors to then navigate, well, what happens? You know, ironically in the show, it's like, you know, what happens when something goes wrong, but it's the same thing with live theater. You know, sometimes you're on stage and your costume fails. Well, what do you do? <laughs> you know, um, mm -hmm. and I've seen, you know, really funny moments where actors are trying to improvise when something goes wrong or, or somebody doesn't enter the stage at the appropriate cue, you know, but I think that that's what, to me, it's like these are the magical moments of theater because we have to just be present and the characters and be present in the moment and then make a choice. And what's great, you know, they've been rehearsing for weeks. They've been rehearsing this show for weeks and weeks and weeks. So, you know, by the time the show goes live with an audience, it's like in their bones, you know, they start becoming these elves. You know, you can you can see, yeah. you, well, I guess your audience can't see it, but I can see it on the Zoom. You know, it's like yeah. they're embodying these these characters, and then you know it just kind of it just kind of flows and happens. Mm -hmm. You know, and sometimes on a live show, lines get skipped and jumped, and that happens too. And it's kind of the beauty of live theater. Every time you go see it, it's not going to be the same. You right. know, it's just, but that's just all part of the magic of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, let's see. So how, how long is the show going to be running for? Um, um, yeah. uh, Do you know? <laughs> I, it opens on, does it open on Friday? Friday, Friday and it runs through Christmas Eve uh, yeah. performances. Right. Um, 
I think three to four days a week uh, uh, with multiple performances each day, each of those it's days. It's the Friday after Thanksgiving. So okay. like Black Friday, sure. um, the 26th. I don't, I don't know if the podcast will go up by then, but it's... Um, but it will go that Friday through till Christmas Eve. I okay. Think. Well, I am really excited to to see this and get people to to watch it. The episode I have coming out today that we're recording, I got to talk with a, um, a another playwright and director. He's putting on a, a show called A Sherlock Carol, and it's in New York City, and it combines. Sherlock Holmes with Ebenezer Scrooge, like Holmes is investigating the mysterious death of Ebenezer Scrooge. And I guess there's ghosts in it and everything. It just sounds really amazing. And I'm heartbroken because there's no way I can see it without going to New York. So (laughs) uh, I know not everyone's a fan of putting stuff online, but I I really love the uh, uh, being able to watch these things out of out of state that I wouldn't be able to see otherwise. So I think that's been one thing from the pandemic that's actually been really positive Mm -hmm. when theater companies or dance companies or even the symphony, they've been putting their recordings online because they haven't been able to have the audiences in person. And that was part of the reason why this whole show was created in the first place, Um, you know, to be able to bring theater, dance, music to people in their homes that's not just let's say pre-recorded but has that live quality where you feel like you're participating in the moment you know maybe it's one show or or two shows and you have to be there at that time and then you feel like even though you're not leaving your house you still feel like okay there's an event and it's online and i need to be there and you're showing up so even if you're not leaving the house, at least you feel like you're going to something online. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so get dressed up in your Christmas finest and, uh, be sure to, uh, get tickets. They are available on your website. I'm assuming correct. It's yes. Um, if anybody wants tickets, they can go to www.bct123.org slash North dash pole. All right. North Pole, North BCT. Pole. Yes. <laughs> you go to the North Pole to get the ticket oh, oh, to nice. the North Pole. <laughs> uh, I'm on my way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's let's talk a little bit about uh, this Christmas uh, fun. I mean, we, we are now in the Christmas season, more or less, uh, especially by the time the episode drops. I, I want to ask uh, just a couple of Christmas related questions to all of you. First of all, when do you start listening to Christmas music? (laughs) I think I can guess for some of you. (laughs) November 1st. November 1st. Awesome. Uh, Let's see, Davey, how about you? Pretty much the same. Yeah, I've had sort of the opposite experience, I think, of some adults where uh, I used to, as a kid, it was like, we have to wait until after Thanksgiving and now as an, I'm, a, I'm an adult, I feel like time goes by so fast that I, I want to have as much uh, holiday time as possible. So as soon as I'm done with Halloween, I, I'm, I'm into Christmas, mm-hmm. <laughs> two months of each. Mm-hmm. Yep, there you go. <laughs> uh, Sina, uh, 
year round for you, isn't it? <laughs> yes, I, I actually do listen to Christmas music all year round. Um, I'm one of those people. Um, but as of November 1st, similar to LaShondra, as of November 1st, I get all my Christmas CDs out and I load them into my car. I can hold 18 CDs in my car. So I load up 18 Christmas albums. I've got everything. I've got Dolly Parton. I've got Elvis. I've got Nat King Cole. I've got The Grinch, Who Stole Christmas, the whole album, including the, the story. Because sometimes you have to have a story. And then I have, you know, uh, John Denver and the Muppets Christmas. Mm -hmm. I have Annie Lennox Christmas. I have Bob Dylan Christmas. I have, I mean, I could probably... I have Charlotte Church, who's like a opera singer yeah. girl. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I could literally, I could list you oh, all of the 18 albums in order because, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so here's where you get to see, as a writer, you know, I write Stevie and Morgan. And Stevie's very high energy. And Morgan is very organized. And I am both high energy and very organized. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and I think that, you know, it's kind of funny watching the show, though, because it's a little bit like my split personality on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll have to watch it for that now. Yeah. But oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think, too, I mean, also the actors bring themselves to the yeah, part. Sure. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of everything. But I think that's what I love so much about theater and creation and all of that because it's really about us bringing ourselves to these moments and you know mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. what people enjoy that's what they like to watch they like to watch these real people slash elves figuring out these problems right watching you guys on zoom i, I can tell lashandra is very high energy you know <laughs> like oh you, you remind me of cena sometimes <laughs> just the way you, you gesture around so <laughs> i might have to just post a video portion of this too <laughs> i listen to christmas music off and on throughout the year but definitely for me it's uh, around november 1st it it really becomes all out um but yeah i've been known to listen in august or july or something so um, you know, plus as a, I, I do my podcast all year round. So Christmas has always been just kind of something I'm thinking about. It's fun. Um, we were talking a little bit before we started about, uh, Christmas movies. That's another big part of how we celebrate Christmas. How about some of your Christmas favorite Christmas films or, uh, Sina, you had mentioned a new one that just came out, um, that yes. you wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Sure. So, you know, well, I have my list of Christmas movies that I have to watch every year, a long list. And I start in November, you know, almost every day I've been watching a Christmas movie. It seems a little bit, you know, like indulgent, but, you know, I, I guess that's just what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So I, a friend of mine, uh, actually, is an actress in Hollywood. Her name is Sally Kirkland. And last year, the movie came out, Hope for the Holidays, and I didn't get to see it. So I was really on my list this year to make sure I see this movie, Hope for the Holidays. And I went on Amazon Prime. It was like 99 cents. I was like, all right, okay. And I, I rented the movie and I was so pleasantly surprised at 
just the overall quality of the movie. And what, so what I really look for in a Christmas movie and in the show Elves that I wrote is something that's a little bit different or unique. You know, something that takes a new twist or a new turn on Christmas. And they really did a good job of that by introducing this magical Christmas tree. And I had never seen that. And I was like, oh, that's so creative. And I think that that's what really gets me going with Christmas shows is when they introduce like, um, like one of my other favorite movies, Last Christmas, it's a newer movie, you know, like it was like a ghost. I won't say all the details, but there was like a ghost and, but the way they did the ghost was very different. So, you know, Christmas ghosts are very common, but the way they did it was so unique and cool that there was like a big surprise twist at the end. And I think that that's what I really like is getting that feeling of a miracle or a twist or some some new fresh take on Christmas. And uh, especially as a writer, I have to admit, most things I watch is very predictable because as writers, we use structure or we use content. You know, most shows I know exactly what's gonna happen about 10 minutes into it. It's like, <laughs> okay, this is gonna follow the structure. We're gonna have this, we're gonna have this, and all that's gonna happen. So whenever a movie comes out where I get surprised, I get very excited. And hope for the holidays, that that surprised me. And I really enjoyed it. And I was so happy. And it was fun seeing my friend. Yeah. So. I don't know, Davey or Lashandra, how about you? I'll go. Okay. I, <laughs> I always like a classic like Miracle on 34th Street. It has to it has to happen every year. Then I also like this Christmas and um, one of the more um, uh, uh, most recent movies I watched is called Christmas Chronicles. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I enjoyed that movie so much. I just watched it yesterday, but I don't know if you just saw, but I also definitely uh, had a hope for the holidays to my list. I have a running list. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you just spoke it up, so I had to try to take it down while I remembered it. But, yeah. you know, you have to get classics in there. And then I also try to, like, watch Hallmark Movie Channel as much as possible just so that I can get all of the new movies. I, I love Christmas time, so yeah, <laughs> it's not a lot that I don't watch when it comes <laughs> to Christmas. Yeah. And I think it's important to have a balance of your Christmas movies between the classics, Miracle, mm-hmm. Wonderful yes. Life, yes. you know. The classics and then the newer ones, you know, the newer movies like, okay, well, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? What's this going to be like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Davy. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's a wonderful life and Muppet Christmas Carol and yeah. uh, uh, the animated Grinch, uh, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Chuck Jones, Boris Karloff one and the peanuts, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. Those are four that I have to get to every year. And then uh, some other favorites uh, or a couple older ones I really love. Um, There's a Laurel and Hardy movie, uh, March of the Wooden Soldiers. Uh, It's Mm. it's the original Babes in (laughs) Toyland. um, That's really fun, really like whimsical. The design is so cool. There's cool music. And uh, Shop Around the Corner is really great. That's... Mm -hmm. uh, has Jimmy Stewart um, and is the the movie that uh, You've Got Mail is based on. 
and is set around the Christmas holidays and on Christmas Eve and Christmas. That's a really beautiful movie. Um, the Bishop's Wife is a fun one. Remember the Night is a really good one. Um, I, I love uh, movies. I love Christmas. Yeah. I love Christmas no movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I do the same thing. I, I calendar out like, oh, these are the movies I have to get to this year. Like these are the ones that I have to get to every year. And these are the ones that like, uh, that have been on my list for a while and, and I haven't got to yet. So right. um, that's always. Yeah. Fun. I have to admit, I did watch the Santa Claus and then the Santa Claus two in oh. one day. Yes. I'm actually going I had to watch both of them at once for the first time. I've never seen them before. Somehow. Oh, oh my God. Isn't that crazy? And so oh I watched the first goodness. one for the first time last night. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I, Santa Claus two is a little bit, I actually like it better than the first Santa Claus. I'm very excited. I hear it. The, the mythology gets, oh. and it's already <laughs> wild in the first one. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. I love the first one and I've only seen the second and third one at least once, I think. And it's been a while. So it, and I can't even remember what I thought about them because I love the first one so much. You know, for me, it came down to time. What do I have time for? I, I'd rather see the first one than take a chance on the second or third one and not liking it. But I guess that's why we should watch Christmas movies all year. Give you give you time to <laughs> yes, yes. get get through those. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the second one is definitely my favorite. The first mm. one, I have I have some structural issues with the ending of the movie, and you know because it's like. You can't take him. You can take him. You can't take him. You can take him. And that is just like, it's just, you know, like, it's so, it's like, okay, great. Take my son. No, don't take my son. So, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like that, it's, eh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the writer in you is, is saying, wait, no, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. I just like the idea of being able to put on Santa's suit and becoming Santa. So. <laughs> and again. That's a movie where they introduce something to solve a problem that we did not know. Like, how does Santa keep going? Like, what is this magic mm -hmm. and the Santa suit and how that works? And that was like unique and interesting and all of that, you know. And I think that's why I'm drawn to that movie because it's unexpected. It gives sort of a fresh or a different take on, you know, um, the magic of Christmas. I would also like to ask about your uh, Christmas traditions, uh, maybe a, a Christmas story that's happened to you um, that you'd like to share with our listeners. I don't, I'm trying to think of something I haven't already I shared. <laughs> you, you shared a few, quite a few things. Yeah. <laughs> but I think honestly, though, the, you know, loading up the CDs into my car, you know, that that's kind of, you know, really, that's a tradition that I have. And then, um, you know, last year we moved on December 21st. So we didn't really have a full Christmas at our new house. So this year we are looking at creating some new Christmas traditions. And I'm kind of just open to see what comes forward. So that's, it's been kind of interesting because we have a new house here. We're not moving. We're not in a tiny apartment, you know, kind of finally have a, a 
a big house, I can get a big tree. <laughs> it's been many years since I've had a big tree. So I'm trying to figure out if there's maybe a way to find a tree. <laughs> now, uh, do you uh, do you like artificial tree or, or real tree? I really like real trees yeah. and I don't have any guilt of cutting them down because all the trees in the United States are farmed. They're mm -hmm. grown just to be cut down at Christmas. Yep. So, you know, I, I definitely like a live tree with the smell and the mess, I think, and the stickiness on my mm -hmm. fingers, you mm -hmm. know, all of that. That's just part of Christmas. And by the way, pine sap, you can remove with using lotion. Mm. Don't try soap and water, but try like hand cream or lotion that will get off pine sap off your fingers. So little helpful little tip. Wow. Tip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There we go. <laughs> uh, Davey, how about you? Uh, yeah, the Christmas tree is, is a huge um, tradition for, for me and my family. Uh, my, my grandparents um, had a Christmas tree farm for a really long time. Oh, um, fun. And, uh, and my uh, parents have a family tradition um, that's one of my favorite parts about Christmas, uh, where every year, everyone in our family, we uh, get or we make an ornament for the tree that has something to do with our past year. So mm -hmm. when we put up the tree every year, um, you know, we're sifting through all these, you know, memories from our entire lives, because we've been doing this since each of us was born. And so we have, you know... Um, an ornament from from every year of our life that uh, that reminds us of of something that was important to us that year. Um, so that's always a really magical uh, uh, thing. Every year is is putting up the tree and putting up the ornaments on the tree and listening to Christmas music while we're doing that. Um, mm -hmm. I look forward to that uh, as much as I look forward to the actual day of Christmas. Like I, I really love doing that so much. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, we do the same thing, actually, with ornaments. Just about every year, we get uh, some kind of ornament that of something significant we did that year. And and I've said it's it, your Christmas tree almost becomes a scrapbook in that yeah. way that it, it may not look, the you know, organized in, in all this theme color or whatever, but it, it's got our memories on it. And to me, that makes it really powerful. Um, the one that always gets my wife is my oldest son was born on December 12th. So the hospital gave out a, an ornament that has his newborn baby footprint on it. You know, they, they got the ink on his foot and put it on the ornament. So every year we pull it out and see just how small it was. And, you know, it's so cool. <laughs> and she more times than not starts crying. And <laughs> I think, I think this year is going to be a hard one for, for her, especially, um, he started in college this year. So he's been away and, um, growing up, you know, and, and, uh, finding the girlfriend and all that. And it, it, it's like, Oh no, <laughs> Her little you baby. should get a new footprint. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be a giant ornament. <laughs> yeah, like a big, yeah. Like a big giant footprint and then put it next to the other footprint. There you go. <laughs> there you go. My baby's in college. There's his feet now. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's awesome. I'll have to write that down. That's a good idea. Lashandra, <laughs> uh, how about, how about you? Yeah. So before I moved away from Alabama, 
my family, well, I guess they still do it. I just can't always participate all the time. Um, every week leading up to Christmas, my extended family, so like my aunts, my cousins, like the whole nine yards, everyone, um, we gather for uh, a movie night, Christmas movie night in everybody's PJs. One week we'll do a chili night. Sometimes it's a contest. Sometimes we'll just do chili and take the one bowl, but sometimes we'll do a contest. Um, then we'll do Pequino. Um, it's an old, old game that they that they always like to play. So we'll have a game night uh, centered around Pequino and then we'll play other games as well. And then that last week is Christmas. So we'll do Christmas big at someone's house. Sometimes, you know, I feel a little a little removed uh so last year zoom definitely kind of helped me feel connected in a way that when i came off to school i didn't get to go home every week to participate in all of them so i missed some of the activities leading up to it but this year i'm excited to make it to at least two events this year um one because this is a virtual show i'll be able to kind of pack it up and travel anywhere um oh, and true, then man. i'll be home for christmas so i'll get to make one of the events and christmas this year well fun fun when, when you get older and move out you know those times where you can come home for christmas it really uh yeah gets gets the tears going yeah 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 that's that's awesome yeah i, I had to laugh about you know, bringing in Christmas music on November 1st and, you know, the adding of your uh, CDs. Uh, I have all my music on, on an app on my phone. So I've started looking at November 1st as download day, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, everyone yep. don't use the internet. I've got about 1100 songs to download here. <laughs> it is time. That's right. And this year I've been able to justify listening to it on the first. Sometimes I get a little judgment. They mm -hmm. feel like you're you're skipping Thanksgiving. So I get a little pushback when I start on November 1st. But this year I'm like, no, you all calm down. I'm an elf. I need to get into the Christmas spirit. It's like yes. a, a way of getting into character. Oh, you're a method actor. <laughs> People yes. that don't even yes. take theater. Oh, you're a method actor. And they accept it for what it is. And now I don't have to explain anymore. I just listen to whatever I want to listen to. That's right. Well, that was like, you know, writing this show in August, in September, mm. I was listening to my Christmas music, mm -hmm. you know, I was deep into the North Pole back in August. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So in, in that sense, I really do feel like completely justified. And now this is like my, I, I think it's my third Christmas show that I've written. Wow. So, you know, I mean, there's a lot of Christmas happening mm. over here yeah. all the time. Yeah, it's I, research. It's research for the next, next reincarnation of a Christmas story. <laughs> you have the Christmas spirit. You do. You do. Do you yes, have enough yes. power to power 10,000 NPs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, actually, that was part of the show from uh, last year is uh, Christmas spirit. I, you know, I don't remember. They all blur into <laughs> yeah, <Christmas. yeah. laughs> Folks, I, I'm just so thankful that you uh, reached out to me, Sina, and, and that you're putting on a new program this year. So that's, uh, again, Elves 2.0. Go to bct123.org slash north dash pole so if you go to the website you can if you go to the bct123.org website you can find a, a a link to the north pole mm -hmm. to the show the elves show but you can also just go to slash north dash pole 
All right. Tickets are on sale now and hopefully they're not sold. Well, let's see, hopefully they're sold out, but, but hopefully you can get it. If, if whatever yeah. sounds like a compliment there. That's what I meant. <laughs> well, I think what they've done in the past is they've actually added shows. So the, the tickets that are available right now are for the shows that they're selling tickets for, and then they'll add additional shows if we sell out, which is why there are the two casts. So they want to fill up a show because it's great for the kids to have like a great show with like, you know, 10 or 12 kids on the on the screen. And then um, they can add in other shows if there's demand for more shows, which is great because then the actors get to do more shows and, you know, more kids get to enjoy the show. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, before I go, uh, I want to ask each of you one last question. And I'm completely stealing this question from another podcast, but it, it's a good question. So uh, the question is, if you were to go to the North Pole and see Santa, what do you want to hear him tell you uh, when you first get there? <laughs> I, I love this question. I would just hope that I'm, this is Cena. I would just hope that I'm not in trouble for <laughs> all the things I've written about him. Uh -oh. And the North Pole, he'd probably be like, well, you got this right and this right, but this was way off, Cena. I'm just telling you that was way off. So I, I think I get sort of like a mix of, you know, good job. And this is totally not the way we do things at the North Pole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Or I, I was, or maybe you exposed too many of my secrets. What? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. 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 <laughs> Uh, Davy or Lashandra, do you have uh, ready with an answer, uh, Davy? Um, oh man, it is a good question. I I feel like I feel like I want to know uh, all the all the inner workings, <laughs> boiling it down to one question. I think right. I think I want to I think I want to ask him um, what uh, what he does on his days off. I'm curious about what what Santa mm. does on on his days off when he's not working towards christmas right right uh maybe he, he just curls up with a good book and hot cocoa yeah <laughs> a cozy mystery series about mrs claus who she solves mysteries uh it, it's, it's really clever it's really fun like she used to own a like a bed and breakfast in oregon and met this guy named nick they fell in love and got married and then she he reveals that she, he's santa so she's thrust into this mrs claus role and has to go to the north pole and that there's a whole mystery and everything oh it's, it's a lot of fun it's it's as crazy as it sounds but it's a blast so i know what mrs claus does on her days off she she solves <laughs> mysteries <laughs> uh lashadra how about you i think i would be in awe just for santa to call me by name I think you have a lot of kids to know. You have a lot of people to remember. So for you to remember my name, that would be cool. But if I got to ask him a question, I'd want to know which is his favorite Christmas movie. Ooh, that could be Ooh. a that could be a, a good question. Yeah, <laughs> that that could be almost uh, cause some arguments. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> possibly I, I would love it if he said something like die hard or you know that's a whole other debate okay <laughs> uh, 
Uh, all right. Well, what, what do you think? Uh, what, what do you think you would say to uh, uh, what's his favorite movie? What do you? <sighs> you know, I, I hope he would say Miracle on 34th Street. That's what I was thinking. I think yeah. Yeah, they really too. captured him well. You know, yeah. if there was ever a depiction of Santa that I felt like this is what he looks like in the little theater in my head mm-hmm. in the little imagination area, I'd say they captured it. But what yeah. if he totally hates it and he's more like, actually? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, even both, I think both versions of that movie have good Santas uh, on them. Uh, uh, was it Ed Gwynn and then um, Richard Attenborough, I think is the, in the, in the remake. Uh, I, I enjoy both performances. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you again for, uh, for coming out on. I hope the best of luck to you guys as you put this play on. Um, and I can't wait to see it tonight. So thank you. And uh, each and every one of you have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. You thank too. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Bye. Thank you so much, Art. And I just want to say big shout out to all of our cast, the crew, director, producer, Birmingham Children's Theater. You know, theater is a collaborative event. And, you know, I'm so glad that you were able to have all of us on here because we each have our part to play and we each have, you know, something to add to it uh, to make this magic of Christmas happen. And thank you, Art, you know, for gathering us all together yeah yeah uh, uh, well i uh we're in the middle of thanking people here uh, uh benji pearson is a, one of my listeners he's a friend of alex uh who's directing the show and and benji got me in touch with alex who got me in touch with cena and has now gotten me in touch with all you guys so it's a, a community effort here so <laughs> benji's a friend of mine too oh is he okay alex and benji go way back to high school yeah <laughs> oh fun fun well there we go we got our uh what is it six degrees of santa maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right well you all have a, a merry christmas bye merry christmas merry christmas that was the most guests i've ever had on the show at one time so that was pretty fun but I really enjoyed the conversation with Sina, Davey, and LaShondra. So thank you folks for, for doing that and giving up your time. I know at this time of year, you're very busy, but I greatly appreciate it. Well, folks, I hope your Christmas is going well. I'm a little fussy right now because our weather has not been cooperating. We have been up in the 60s uh, Fahrenheit here in Iowa, and and that's just wrong. I I need it cold in December. It needs to be chilly. It needs to be snowy so we can hunker inside and be cozy and warm and read good books by the Christmas tree. But Iowa has consistently been disappointing me this year, so I guess I'll just have to be grateful for what we do have. But in spite of your weather, I hope you are having a great Christmas season. But there's something wrong about hearing lawnmowers in December. That's, I'm just saying. Keep subscribed to the podcast. I have another show coming out this Thursday. It will be part three of A Christmas Carol, uh, as read by myself. I will also be having a new 
Cozy Christmas Book Corner video coming out on the YouTube channel, so you might want to jump over there and take a look at that. I've got some guests scheduled so that I'll have episodes coming on Monday and Thursday between now and Christmas, but then I've got a little bit of room for a few surprise guests along the way, so you may be getting even more bonus episodes throughout the week uh, as we run towards Christmas. I'm happy to say that I've got most of my personal shopping done. My wife and I both are just about done shopping for the kids, I think, so <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see. Uh, so let me know how your Christmas is going. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can email me at cozychristmaspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, share with me a Christmas story, a memory, a tradition that you and your family do. And I will share that on the podcast. Well, that's all for today. If you would like to help support the show, you can check out the show notes. There are several links for you there. Of course, giving us a rating and review is the most helpful thing you can do for us. But if you would like to help in a financial way, we, you can donate on ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com backslash Cozy Christmas. And for a $3 donation, I'll send you a Cozy Christmas bookmark. You can also go to the Etsy store where I have hand-painted ornaments as well as some podcast merchandise. And I also have a Tee Public shop for some t-shirts and other items with the Cozy Christmas logo on it. Uh, so those links will be in the show notes. I want to thank you for those of you who have purchased uh, some items there this week. Uh, that means a lot to me, so thank you so much. Those are in the mail and on its way now. So until next week, remember to watch Elves 2.0, be kind, and do good. And remember that there is nothing in the world more irresistibly contagious than laughter and good humor. Have a very Merry Christmas.